Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Take me back to the glory Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining another rendition of Back to the 80s, hosted by yours truly, Toscano and Chang, rather than himself bringing in the show. We thought we'd mix it up and have me introduce the most graphic stallion of a man, the man that created voiceover in the time of silent movies the only man that can make a pizza out of a bean and cheese burrito the creator the forefather the man with a thousand voices in his head and all of them tell him to shave his legs ladies and gentlemen put your hands together clean out your ears for the greatest friend that I have because he paid me to say so, <laughs> Toscano. Welcome, everybody, to Back to the 80s <laughs> Radio. And, of course, I want to thank everybody who's listened, who's taking the time right now to listen to the dynamic duo of right. Back to the 80s Radio. Today we have a killer show because today's topic, of course, has to do if streaming has killed the music industry. Today, Chang, I do want to give a special shout out to everybody from the Ukraine who is fighting for their life, for those who are fighting, Amen. for those in the trenches, for the leaders of that country, for the people who had to flee, for the people who had to stay, and for the people who are suffering losses and injury uh, from that nation. Uh, I concur with everything you said. A special shout out to shout out. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Erase, erase. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't believe that was such a tongue twister, Tusky. Anyway, my uh, shout out to everybody out there that is uh, wearing a jiu-jitsu t-shirt right now. And I want to give a special shout out to all our armed forces and everybody out there uh, that is on first response and first defense and you, we all know who i'm talking about everybody in our medical staff uh, our police forces our fire forces and everybody in between i also want to give a shout out to all you single moms uh, single dads special shout out to all you school teachers uh, you go above and beyond a shout out to you also a big shout out to everybody out there wearing plaid shirts you know who you are on that note, this is the one and only Back to the 80s Radio. We're going to be right back, so don't go away. Cool, you'll find, is the state of mind, a 
And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome, everybody. This is the one and only Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano from Toscano and Chang. And welcome on another Friday's rendition of the show that brings a whole new generation to understand and to know what the 80s were all about. And of course, as my compadre just introduced me, it is my turn to introduce him. For those of you who just joined us right now, we can't do, of course, this program alone. It's not a one-man show. It is a show where we need the man who some say that under his head of hair, he has another head of hair, the same size. And that underneath that head of hair, he's got a poster of Robert Smith from The Cure. He has also been known as the undercover third member of the Thompson Twins. And it is told behind the scenes that he is the one responsible for firing Donald Trump. Today, with us, is the one and only Chang. So, Chang, thanks. How'd you like that one? (laughs) Oh, my credibility just lives on way beyond any legacy I could ever leave. Today we have a great show because today we have actually something very informative to share with all of you. And and it's kind of a rant as well. And it's something that's been on my mind for a long time. I know it's been on the mind of Chang and, and everybody who is from the era of the 80s. That's right. And that's to talk about a little bit about the music industry. We all know what streaming services are. They originally started as radio stations online Correct. where you can listen to you know, basically any radio station that you wanted to. And Pandora was one of the big ones out there that started as a radio station streaming service. Then came Apple iTunes. They introduced music, but they used to sell songs for 99 cents, you'll recall. But then they went ahead and started streaming. And you do pay a service for that stream. So they did change. So I'm going to leave them out just for a bit because today's rant is specifically for the big boy. And that is Spotify. For those of you who are not aware, Spotify was launched in 2008. Music streaming, as I mentioned, it already existed. And unlike the other streaming platforms, now here's how they differ between all the other platforms when it first started. Spotify encouraged users to create multiple playlists. What that did is that allowed the company to understand you and and, and my choices. So what they would do is they would hit you with those choices day after day after day that every time you listen to, and Subliminal. So the, right, right. It was all part of a curated algorithm. I am seriously, seriously on the verge of never listening to streaming music again. After you hear this, we would think that Spotify treats all the bands and all the artists like it treats the big ones, right? And what I mean the big ones is, you know, uh, every, everybody who's extremely famous right now. Drake and Rake and Shake and Bake, right? But they don't. Let me tell you why. Spotify has over 100 million subscribers. They have have over 217 million listeners with 100 million of those paying like 10 bucks. And then after that, if you want the premium or family, it's $15.99. So it's $5 for students. 10 bucks uh, if you want the service for yourself, and it's $16 right. if you want it for the entire family. Okay? Wow, so a couple bucks. Yeah. And so, over fist. So that's a lot of cash. Now, oh, wait yeah. till I read you this. And you can find this, by the way, on the McGill International Review 
All right, just look that up. The McGill, M.C. Gill International Review, and that was on September 1st, 2020. So this is a pretty recent review. Spotify pays the bands. How about if we hear somebody who's famous talk about what he thinks is the problem? By the way, this is Gene Simmons from KISS. It's a disaster. It's a disaster because the fans have decided and they've been trained to uh, not pay for music. And that means the next Beatles think and it's the free. next Elvis, it's free. Imagine a supermarket. Farmers have worked all their lives to grow the fruit and the stuff and the trucks and the unions that bring it to the stores and the beautiful stores and the, and the people that work there. Imagine walking in there and being able to walk out with anything you want without paying for it. How long is the farmer going to stay in business? How long is retail going to stay in business? So everything is dying because fans have trained themselves not to pay for the music. Look, you're not affecting me. I, I'm doing okay. My rent's paid. But you're killing the new band. You're killing the next Beatles. Look, my daughter had a 10 million. Sophie Simmons had a 10 million viewed single last year, two years ago. 10 million. She made 214 bucks. Spotify's taken all the money. The acts are taking wow. a small percentage of one penny yeah. per download, which is a crime. You would think that Gene Simmons is just making something up, but no, look it up. Let me tell you how much Spotify pays bands. And this is, uh, I, I can't even begin to explain, brother, how, how pissed off this makes me. Spotify currently pays an average of 0. 0.00437. So that's less than half a penny per stream, meaning that it would take 360,000 streams per month for an artist to earn minimum wage. Wow. So it's a modern-day Napster scenario, correct? Uh, with music being uh, handed out free. And you know what, brother? Uh, with this topic that we are discussing right now, uh, you have to hold fault to the radio corporations uh, because the death of radio uh, has enabled the freedom the piracy, that's a better word. Do you not agree? Yeah, the piracy. piracy of the musical industry uh, to obtain this music and distribute it freely. And uh, it cheapens uh, the music business and it really does rip off and cut short uh, the artists of today who are never going to get that real big break for notification and to make that money they deserve for their creativity. So I would blame the radio stations, uh, first of all, and then I probably would blame the record labels after that. And another group that I would definitely blame, television shows such as American Idol, Britain's Got Talent, oh, The X yeah, Factor, yes. and all of those shows. Right, 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 right. Okay, because what they are selling right, right. to society today, and everybody who watches this for some reason is ignorant of this fact that they are selling to these want-to-be new bands – Right. They are selling them fame over a paycheck. We're going to sell you all the fame, but they're not telling them what they're missing out on. Let me give you a clear right. example. There's a case of a UK-based classical violinist. The artist's name is Tasman Little. This person has over 600,000 monthly listeners. She was paid £12.34, equal to about maybe $10. For six months of streaming on Spotify, a period in which she would have had almost four million total streams. Listen to what Corey Taylor from Slipknot, listen to what he says about Tool. There's a reason that Tool waited as long as they did 
to put this stuff up on streaming services because they knew they weren't going to be compensated yeah. for something that they worked their asses off for. The difference between streaming and radio is you make money off radio because of the publishing that's involved. With streaming, there really is no publishing that is promised. That money goes directly to, and technically it's mechanicals, goes directly to the label. Yeah. So the, the label is making huge amounts of money and they are not contractually bound to pay us for that because of what they call new technology. We don't have a problem with people listening to our music. What we have a problem with is these streaming services basically treating it like, like we owe them, which is not the way it should be. And at the end of the day, what he's saying, basically, the one who's making all the bills is the record label. Because what they do is they go to the artist and they say, oh, you know, you're you're great, but, you know, you're only going to get a certain amount of songs that you're actually going to do. Uh, we're going to tell you what fits. We're going to tell you what sounds good. And then you're going to get a percentage of that. They don't tell the artist that they're going to be charging the artist and they're also going to be charging the streaming services. Isn't it very crafty how still the record company makes the money and pushes what they want uh and and it just killed the industry as a whole do you not agree my brother radio is dead because of the industry that is correct it started during yes. the 80s and it got killed in the 90s they take larger shares in a music industry which topped 43 billion dollars in 2017 and only 12% of the money was paid to artists. Mm -hmm. What is the smaller band getting? Nothing. Yes. That's uh, the equivalent to your uh, uh, us every day going out to do our job and working our eight-hour shift and, and making whatever, you know, uh, pay uh, wage you're making and then getting three-quarters of it taken away and some fat cat's making it off of your hard-ass busted day. Uh, it's ridiculous. The music industry has catered so much to its own pocket and what they feel uh, is presentable uh, to the mass population only shows that they have fully believed the hamster effect of the listener. If you only put so many tunnels up, the hamster will soon learn those tunnels. But if you put the hamster in another surrounding, they will be lost back and forth till they figure out there's another tunnel. I want you to listen yes. to another clip here. Look no further than the deals that the record labels cut with the streaming services. They got into ownership equity deals with the streaming services in an, in an, in a, in an arrangement for them to have an equity position. They agreed to very low rates for the artist's music. But as Spotify and the other streaming services raise up in their equity position, the labels benefit. So the labels pimped out their own artists to take a greater equity position in a rising business. That was Billy Corgan from uh, Smashing Pumpkins and uh, very intelligent individual. Yeah, currently from the National Wrestling Alliance. I'm going to let you hear in a little while Frank Zappa, so you can hear what he says about the people okay. who are behind the scenes in all of this. Uh, who killed uh, the music industry is the corporations. I will say uh, I'm not going to go on and say any big names of any corporations, but we all are familiar with the monopoly of freeform radio, yeah. FM and AM terrestrial radio, and all other aspects of radio. 
first started with control from the FCC, who could regulate the type of programming that they were going to allow on their uh, airwaves. Now, remember, in the 80s, like you did point out, this started, but this started out pretty much with uh, Tipper Gore. Yes, we should have listened yes. to her husband, Al Gore, because we are all dying from global warming. But yet, when she decided to start having music rated, that was a bit of a control conservatism. I think in that, with the rebellion that uh, outburst after such ludicrous statements and, and, and a position on her part made it even worse and more graphic and raw on your face and pretty much anarchy style entertainment blasted off after that. My other point is, this is familiar to me, what we're seeing with the so-called uh, radio business, uh, big business, absorbing real musical talent and watering it down, giving the listeners pretty much a bubblegum pop crap that all sounds the same. I went through this ordeal when I was doing stand-up comedy, and I could see that to make it in comedy, you have to, you have to make it in the clubs. And you make it in the clubs by giving your time for free. When you have recognition, the club addresses that. But it's all about how much money can you make my club? And we will give you a couple of crumbs. But yet you come every four nights at this late hour and give, give, give. And maybe in a couple of years, you'll get to the next stage. I know that you wanted to not mention some of these big mega companies, but I'm going to tell... Only, uh, only if we're going to have to use them. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to tell you, there's one of these mega corporations that is in 287 markets in the United States and owns mm. a bunch of mini companies that own radio stations themselves, with the number one giant is as Clear Channel Communications, Cox Communications, Cumulus, Disney, and so on. Let's take a let's take a quick break. When we come back, the rant continues on Back to the 80s Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Shadow Stevens, and you must listen to Back to the 80s Radio. It's the law. Ouch. You remember the first time you tried these games? Space Cadet. But with practice, Captain Galaxy. And when you first tried Coke, I bet you said, no, thank you. But hey, 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 let's try Coke again. Because once you got that new wave taste, you want to try it again, again, and again. Practice makes perfect. Catch the wave, Coke. Your number one for classic radio listening. You're listening to Back to the 80s. One thing that did happen during the 60s was some music of an unusual or experimental nature did get recorded and did get released. Now look at who the executives were in those companies at those times. Not hip young guys. These were cigar chomping old guys who looked at the product that came and said, I don't know. Who knows what it is? Record it, stick it out of it, sells, all right. We were better off with those guys than we are now with the supposedly hip young executives. And he's saying, well, we can't take a chance on this because it's just simply, that's not what the kids really want. And I and I know, you know, and they got that attitude. And the day you get rid of that attitude and get back to who knows, 
take a chance, you know, that, that entrepreneurial spirit where even if you don't like or understand what the record is that's coming in the door, the person who is in the executive chair may not be the final arbiter of taste of the entire population. You know what, man? He nailed it right on the head. Uh, radio to me is that number one, number one circuit of freedom. It is the first form of entertainment in our culture. TV came after that. Great theater of the mind was created on the radio. It was more polished back then to the pretty much conservative, average, everyday lifestyle of entertainment and it transcended into the movement the way society moved quickly uh, a little bit more freer it's sad because nowadays we have a lot of these <clears throat> how can i say this nicely no i won't these cats that used to be hippies or used to be uh free-spirited have turned into these yuppie guppy sappy ass kissing money grinding greedy jerk off wads who have forgotten what free form talent and expression and freedom really are and what they should be in every asset in America, especially when it comes to creativity. And uh, it, it just sickens me because we've come to the point to where we are at now. Artists are having to work regular day jobs because they are not allowed to to make any type of a living with their beautiful spirit and their create creativeness. It's a shame that a lot of these uh, beautiful specimens of artists are getting cut up and sold off to the ownerships uh, of these, what we call pet shops in the music industry to where their beautiful colors and looks are being bottled, getting sold for their own inner beauty and the only one making the cash is the pet store owner. We have formed a generation of people who are now so entrenched in this way of this is how it is that they now feel that this is the correct mm -hmm. way. Case in point is a young artist from a band called The Bad Flower. It's a new band, yet they have the audacity to speak out on what is correct and what is incorrect. And I want you to listen to this uh, fine young specimen of a millennial. I actually, I'm hmm. one of the few people who's in the music industry that really likes how things are going. Like, I like streaming. I don't mind that people don't buy records anymore. Maybe it's just because I've been like, I was born into that sort mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm. And I was thrown into it once, I, once this became my career. And so that makes perfect sense to me, how everything works. And I don't mind it. I also feel like the way that everything is set up now with the internet Anybody who has any bit of talent has a shot to make it. I think that's really cool. So this is Josh Katz from the band called Bad Flower. What I want to do right now is I want to let you hear a little bit of Bad Flower. And this is, this is rock today. Wait a minute. This guy looks like Justin Bieber with bad emotions. It sounds like Justin Bieber trying to be sexy as Prince was. 
Kobe Bryant would call this soft. I see it in my dreams. But everyone looks happy. And everyone still likes me. So it's a, it's a, deep, my, it's a deeply sad song about uh, his I family. Wanna, I would like to slug my headphones. Only so, for allowing the electrical charge <laughs> to go through my my ears. I also feel like the way that everything is set up now with the internet... Anybody who has any bit of talent has a shot to make it. I think that's really cool. Well, yeah. To make to make twelve dollars and thirty five cents. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I've it. always wanted to make. That's the mentality of why it's scary that some of the youth in today's world have no clue, no drive, no work ethic, no uh no scale of failure or success. His mindset is a typical mindset of the youth that we have allowed to where every kid gets a, a, a trophy in a sporting event. Every kid gets a certificate, which is you can never knock a child down for ever failing or achieving over others. You teach them equality, fairness, and to dig deep to do better. That's how you do it. Giving everybody a trophy and a certificate has created the mindset of this little Justin Bieber looking. He very he's an emotional type kid. You know what I mean? He's got issues to make such a song. But not only that, his mindset is it's clouded. The guy takes Nirvana lyrics on a whole different level. Let's continue talking about streaming. And what do you think, our listeners, do you think that streaming killed the music industry? One of the biggest contributors to society being this way are X Factor, America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, and all the world's got talent. What would they do if they had singers like Dave Grohl? Who's to say what they're, who's good or not? Imagine Bob Dylan standing there and singing Blown in the Wind in front of those judges. Sorry, it's a little nasally and a little flat. Next. How, how would you do an American Idol? Oh, I, I would never make it, ever in a heartbeat. People need to appreciate uh, their voice. I don't want to sing like someone else. I want to sing like me. Think about it for a second as you listen to our next guest. I don't agree with the premise of that show. You know, I don't knock the kids who go on and try it. And... Um, I understand you want to be stars. This is Kid Rock, by the way. You know, I'm, I'm a believer you got to get some scars and you got to get some feel. And, there, and there's a certain path you got to take in life with anything you do. You know, before you own the garage, you got to learn how to sweep the floors. I believe that. I was taught that. And um, Amen. I think the worst thing in life is, is, is uh, the biggest curse would be to be famous without any money. And I think that's what yep. that show does to a lot of people. And Amen. I don't think he needs to be down there, you know. Um, Telling kids if they can sing or not, you know, in teeny bopper land. You know, it's been said to me, too, and I've said this many times, and I'll tell you because it's kind of funny and true that a buddy of mine gave me some crap about that. He's like, who do you think you are? There's 30 million people a week to watch that show, and you're on your high horse saying they can't use your songs, and you say it's no good. I go, well, I go, um, I'm not a mathematician, but the last time I checked, there's 300 million people in America, and I'd like to talk to the 270 million that don't watch that <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's got a point. Yeah. You know what? He, they, yeah, that was a. He made a great point. They all made a great point. How would it look if the song "Hurricane" by Bob Dylan just came out now? 
It's a song that was uh, written about an individual that was uh, sentenced to prison who was innocent of a crime but put in prison and pronounced guilty due to his skin color. I think nowadays if somebody were to sing that song of that lyrical content and that truth, it would not be played uh, on a television show. It would not be played on the radio. And it certainly would not be streamed freely as everything else. As Dave Grohl said, they wouldn't make him pass to the next level on America's uh, Got Talent or The no, X yeah, Factor. Exactly. They just wouldn't even give him a chance. No. But why? Because they want every single performer, artist, band, whoever it is, to sound exactly the same. They are creating... Yes a generation of same-sounding suckers and creating in the youth the mentality that that's the way it should be. And this is the fault of two entities, two groups. Number one, I'm going to tell you who's number one at fault at this, the listener of streaming music, because we, and I'm going to add myself into this, right? We have been brainwashed as a generation to think that the way of the future is the correct one. We've been brainwashed to believe that streaming is the way to go because we've been brainwashed to believe that streaming, that we should exchange the experience of going to a record store, of visiting a radio station, of going to a concert, of, of dreaming to be able to meet our favorite artist or band. And we should exchange that for the convenience of downloading a song. And I've, I've said this many times on our program. How many people do you know on their phone that has uh, a thousand songs or whatever amount of songs that have the complete albums? Not many people. If you go to young people's phones, the percentage of them that have complete albums, I can probably tell you is less than 1%. Why? Because they only have playlists with uh, just they pick and choose what song they want. And guess what? The irony of all this, they all sound the same. Yes. All the artists sound the same. And number two yes. at fault is the actual record label. We've said this during this show so much. They've created this society. They have destroyed the record labels have destroyed the radio business itself. Now, granted, yes. Thank God that radio is still there and thank God that they're still playing. Some radio stations are still playing, playing old stuff and they're allowing those bands that they play to receive their money. But these new bands that are streaming, where is the creativity? Gene Simmons said this. Where's the new Beatles? You know, he said this in the past. Where's the new U2s or the next Rolling Stones? They're nowhere to be found. Why? Because these record labels and these big CEOs and corporations have created a generation brainwashed to believe that convenience is better than the experience and a memory. This is Back to the 80s. We're going to be right back. Do you love 1980s pop culture and hate silence? Then you'll love 1980s now. Each week, the 1980s Now podcast examines the importance of 1980s pop culture and its influence today. 
we speak with the 1980s icons we grew up loving, like Ernie Hudson, Taylor Dane, Elvira, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Dee Wallace, and Harold Faltermeyer. And every week, we discuss current news related to 1980s media. So if you love 1980s pop culture, you don't need to miss it. You can have your 1980s now, because that's the, the name of our podcast, 1980s Now. You get it. If you can't wear a spandex jumpsuit, what can you do? This is Back to the 80s. Welcome back to Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. We are laying it deep on what we feel the problem with streaming in the music industry as a whole is. I want you you to listen to this. Just a sign of the times, and everybody knows it's crap. And there are certain there are certain crap things that that people seem to enjoy, and uh, they there they are and there they stay, and there's nothing we can do about it. But I mean, the, the the very last thing these people are are idols. And it's ludicrous. I mean, it's just, a, it's just a game. It's just like a modern talent show. And uh, I feel sympathy for the, people, for, for the contestants. And the whole action of um, um, ridiculing a contestant and bringing them down and kicking them out and watching them cry and kill themselves um, seems to be a part of modern entertainment. But I don't know anybody on the planet who enjoys it. I think it's just one of those little conspiracies again. You want to see somebody humiliated. Well, I don't. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Morrissey. And it, he yeah. definitely made a valid point. I don't like his music, but uh, yes, the way he speaks up for the truth and, uh, I mean, the sheer essence and his feeling of being a, a, a musician, he nailed it. And, and it's a, it's just a shame, you know what I mean, bro, that we have uh, sunk into this level in our likes of entertainment to where we are supposed to be the free enterprise, correct? On every aspect. And we are to be looked upon as the number one leader globally to follow in our ways. That's why supposedly we have gone to war to uh, push or protect this pride that we have, that we are, so much better and freer than every one else. But yet we, as a nation, proclaim this. But in every other entity, especially in entertainment, we are silenced for one reason or another to be free with our emotions, our creations, and the way that we portray and lash out with our emotions. Because somebody wants to make that money or is it to silence what they don't want others to hear? These uh, TV shows, The Voice, oh. X Factor, et cetera, et cetera. Weakness. They came yes. to damage the fabric of music. And Dave Grohl was on point. The fact that unqualified individuals could judge your singing. Because, come on, what does Howard Stern have to do with knowing what a good singer is? What right. does Howie Mandel know about good singing? Countless others. Why? Because they are popular people, mm-hmm. because they bring in the audience, they bring in the numbers with what they say. And Simon Cowell himself, who has discovered countless of big name bands and performers, are no longer around, by the way, a lot of them. 
Correct. That he has Correct. discovered are not even in the music industry anymore. Right. If you go behind the scenes of these programs, it's all a part of a show. It's reality TV at its best. We are a society of people who are being brainwashed into accepting convenience over the experience. I want you to check out. We've got just a few more before we end the show. If you just joined us, we are talking about streaming services and asking the question, did they come to destroy and alter the fabric of music? Or the mindset of the listener. Check this out. X Factor is a, a well-oiled industrial machine for the pop industry that only serves the industry. That certainly doesn't serve the public or the artist, I don't think. The few that are lucky to get through are kind of all very much, you know, like they've all been trained or they've already been out doing something that makes them sound very much the same. Is I there mean, any if, way for If you looked at it today, you know... Uh, somebody like Robert Plant or Jim Morrison would not get on X Factor. They wouldn't pass the audition. And he's right. And that was Rat Scabies from The Damned, right. by the way. Right. He's absolutely right, my brother. I'm going to name a few bands really quick that I think fall into play because I think they're brilliant uh, artists, brilliant groups. And I think that they're very... I think they, they're making a very decent living. They are pretty known in rock and roll, but they could be bigger than what they really are. And these bands are uh, who I would, would say are picked up something from the past. They ran with it. They brought that vibe and they have that vibe and that soul that the ones that they portray their music after. And that would be Vintage Trouble, Dirty Honey, rival sons the struts these groups to me brother they're young but yet they capture the essence of what music and rock and roll is and yet they do have a very strong following and they are start they've made a way and they've made money for themselves my point is they are very rarely played on terrestrial radio they are very rarely played on networks where you're going to get their stuff for free. But they're great bands. And it's a shame that other bands will get more hits on getting free as opposed to the talent that these other groups that I just mentioned get. Well, and they're not going to get the recognition. Yeah, and they're not going to get the recognition because the youth of today, the... The genres of 14 to 18 year olds, uh, they don't know who they are. You know, I was watching tonight a special on uh, a bunch of kids nowadays and and a little bit older Gen Z's and a little bit older or I should say younger of the millennials. They were wearing Metallica shirts and okay. Slayer well, that shirts. Vibe is coming back. These people that are wearing these Metallica shirts, one girl in particular, she's a famous YouTuber from England. She collects these Metallica shirts because she says on her blog, on her video log, right? She says that Metallica is a great brand of clothing. She's never heard of Metallica. Another guy at a bar was wearing a Slayer shirt, was asked to name one Slayer song. He says, I'm not wearing the shirt. I didn't even know they were a band. And you ask the majority of the new kids that they're wearing these, they're wearing it because it's a fad, because some artist or some 
oh, yeah. TV person like Kim Kardashian wearing a Metallica shirt. I was just shirt. going to say, you all, know? don't just say Kim. She's gorgeous and she's got a brain. I really dig her vibe. Whatever, she's whatever. Well, she's, now, she's, wait a minute. Listen she's a whatever. Well, wait a minute. Listen she's, to me. Before we knock her down. No, I'm knocking her down. She is, no, she's doing something. For the betterment of mankind. No, but she's not. All, she's doing a for the betterment of her and her. No, I'm not talking about her look or her fashion. Her on a personal level, she's doing something away from the camera. But I will say, I wasn't going to name. Yeah, her. she's doing stuff on the camera too. Believe me. <laughs> oh yeah, believe me, and I love it. <laughs> anyway, the mark of every celebrity wearing a rock shirt of the past is trendy. Rihanna. Every Kardashian, you go into uh, Fergie, uh, you can go into back into uh, Shakira. Uh, it's always been a sexy trend to be full throttle rock and roll. Well, yeah, but they don't Me, even my, know that it's rock and roll. Exactly, exactly. But my and that's point shameful. Is, my point is leading into your point. A lot of the things that you see nowadays, every trend is used for a sexism rather than a statement coming from the 80s or before that, depending on how you looked or the music you enjoyed and how that brought your spirit out or how it incorporated with others just like you, the magnitude of that was heavier than what you look like or how cool or badass you looked as opposed just because the music that you listen to but it makes you look cool. That is uh, the difference. But wait, listen to it. Listen to me. <laughs> That's the difference between the millennial who grab the look to look good. They don't have the substance. They have the look as opposed to in the days when you had the look and you wore that because of the substance that it created you to be the spirit that you were. Nowadays, they just use it to look good, sell shit, make money, and look the look that's going to bring in the money, the false uh, uh, fanmanship of real music. If if Rihanna were to go out in a Judas Priest shirt, cut all slinky down, and sing a badass song, you'll see thousands of cats that don't have any idea of Judas Priest or that tour wearing it. Why? Because they want to look hot or badass like Rihanna. The music industry has pumped that into us visit with, with, with visually and with our ears. They pump out only certain stuff they know is going to grab people. That's trendy because people are lazy and easy to conform to what's cool. It doesn't matter. They'll do it visually. They'll do it subconsciously is the whole thing subliminal ways to change the things to make them more money well that's what i think well yeah but still it doesn't make it right no of you course know and not. so I, here's the thing bro i, didn't I have i right. i have something totally against the people wearing shirts like that you wouldn't be back in the 80s when did you see a 100 percent Duran Duran lover or or the Cure lover wearing a shirt that said Judas Priest because it was cool. Never. When did you see a cholo wear a shirt that said Sex Pistols? Never. 
because they knew what it represented. They knew the groups, yeah, whether they liked the it day, or not, of course. whether they of course. liked it or not. They knew who they were, and they knew some of their songs, even though they didn't like them. But they wouldn't wear it just to make a statement. Today, right. they don't give a flying hoot for all this. They just That's look at I it. Say it. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're just looking at it as, uh, a, as a fashion statement, a fad. And you know what? Fine. But that's so not you bringing agree with me. Well, yes and no, no but just, I, I disagree in the sense that Kim Kardashian. I know who she is, of course. I know the family. What, yeah. I know the okay. the backstories. Okay. I know right. certain things about videos. Right. And okay, right. but to me, it's a person who brings nothing positive uh, to society nowadays. Now, regardless okay. whether now, she wait. does or hold, wait, hold on, wait, hold wait, on, wait, hold wait. on, whether she All does right. or doesn't, I don't even care. Okay, I don't even care because the point today is we're trying to discuss that streaming music has destroyed something. And that's the way we had uh, we had experienced music and therefore not allowing the newer generation to experience music. And you know what? Here's the sad part about all of this music industry, as we once knew it, will never come back. It's dead. It's gone. It's never coming back that way. Never. Now, there wait. will never be any more alt- life-altering, changing music that will live on for generations. Now, wait a minute. Once I, I, I gave any kind of a praise to Kim Kardashian, you you didn't listen to anything I said. No, I, now, I did, but now, like now, I said— Now, wait a minute. Now, now it, wait. <laughs> let, me, let me reiterate all the way back. No, now, don't go topic, on with it. No, <laughs> no, no. The topic we got on is— Great bands are worn nowadays for a trend. Nobody knows the real music. It's used for a trend. And well, yeah. that falls on the youth of nowadays. But I also blame that on the lack of knowledge and the lack of being able to get that music as a daily dose. Oh, well, yeah. Radio is not listened to like it used to be. Right. People will pop in their phone or They'll Bluetooth in your vehicle. Right. Back to get the good music, you had to get in your car. And if you were in your car, sometimes you didn't even get early cell phone range. So you had to rely on the music coming out of your speaker in your car. Mm -hmm. That has been lost. Right. So a lot of the youth nowadays doesn't get that music. Right. So without that music being played into their minds every day, it's not getting into their crawl space to create that music, to appreciate that music. So they're Correct. going to go and stream to get what they like for free, which stands out better for them than them grabbing that for free. And then maybe, hey, I like that kind of style. What else do they have? And the thing then is, maybe Jay- then the individual want to pay a little bit more money to get bands that sound like what they heard on the radio for free, that will create a economy for the artist, the network, and the listener goes back to old school and pays a dividend to get that music. Yeah, well, that's wishful thinking. That'll never happen. It's dead. It hurts me to my soul because we grew up in a very different age. Check this out. They give you a platform to go and to be an artist. By the way, this gentleman is a winner of X Factor in the UK. Steve Brookstein, I believe his name is. They give you a platform to go and to be an artist, um, but only if you're the artist they want you to be. 
And if you yeah. don't be that artist they want you to be, then that opportunity they're telling you you've got isn't really there. And listen to the last one. And a lot of you will not know who this is, even if I said his name is Al Jurgensen. Now, I know you do, Chang. He is from a band called Ministry. Mm-hmm. Listen to him. The music industry it, it is a joke. Every band that they signed, they tried to make sound like the last band to perpetuate this myth of that's what music should be. That bit them in the ass. Because now we're down to watching literally America's best f***ing singer or dancing with singers or whatever the reality they got going as our source of popular music. But we still don't get paid for anything we do. And we travel around town to town uh, hoping for scraps of food and Taking it back, I totally agree with him. He was effing right all the way. Uh, ministry, a great band, man. Dude, I dug their music. I checked them out uh, at a gig before. Anyway, uh, you can go back and blame acts such as Madonna. True? Uh, Duran Duran. Uh, I'll even go out and say the Stones. Why are you, the, why are you going to blame oh, them? Why are you going to blame them? Now, wait them? a minute. Now, wait a minute. Listen to me. Okay, take it easy. Not attacking the music you love. What? You better, no, what? No, I mean, you why are keep... you going to blame the bands? No, I'm saying that was the that was the found that was the model that everybody after the pretense of those certain artists came to emulate, and those are the artists that kind of took music to a trendy poppy kind of uh, context, but it created the leadership for generations after after that it's kind of become the same uh, a lot of pop music artists will only dance with choreography moves and then sing with headpieces look all sexy boy bands evolved uh, what happened to motown it died but did it really it came back in a poppy form hard rock went like bon jovi motley crew opened the door for other type of weaker bands so in, in essence, would you not say our generation of pop music, how we allowed music and how the music business and, and corporations kind of watered down music to fit those certain forms is why music sucks more or less nowadays? No. Can you? No, I do not no. agree. A hundred percent. I don't not agree with that. I don't agree because. Those were Ask bands. Those were bands. Well, listeners, they don't agree. Trust me. Back then, when they came out, Rolling Stones uh, and any other band, Duran Duran, uh, Madonna, they were the first of their kind. Okay, there weren't. They weren't copying anyone else. No, they I were, didn't say they were. No, no, no. I know. I, I know. I'm making a no, point. But they're they were trendsetters. Now, it's obvious every generation is going to copy something of the generation that just passed. It's obvious. And that's fine. Just don't copy them so much to where you go now. Let me give you an example. Two days ago, we were at Rubio's with my older son. I go to my son. You know what? I'm going to the bathroom to wash my hands, wash my hands. And I'm listening to the music that's in the in the speaker. And guess what? It was a Hall & Oates song. But guess what? It wasn't Hall & Oates. It was some crappy band today singing a Holland Oates song, which I'm grateful for because they're entertaining people with an 80s song. But the new kids, 
now they're saying, oh, that's a great song that this band came out with. And they don't recognize that it was Holland Notes who started it. And that gets me ticked off, bro. It wasn't the bands from our generations. Now, I'm not saying that they were perfect because they weren't. All they were after was fame and money. But you know what? They reached it. But it cost them an arm and a leg. And in some cases, it cost them their life. This is Back to the 80s. We're going to be right back. And we're going to wrap things up. Greatest vocalist, indeed the greatest quasi-religious figure of the 20th century, can only be Don Ho. That's right, Tom, Don Ho. And when you think of Don Ho, what else do you think of? That's right, Hawaii. And when you think of Hawaii, there's no denying the Headbangers Ball escaped from the long, cold winter with Cinderella Contest. One winner and a guest will be rocketed to the unspoiled tropical paradise of Hawaii. Tell them about it, Tom. You and a friend will escape a long, cold winter, see Cinderella in concert. You'll play in the sand, get a tan, meet the band. And if you're lucky, sell personal items to the locals for 10 times what they're worth. Here's what you do. Send in a handwritten postcard to MTV's Escape from the Long Cold Winter with Cinderella Contest. P.O. Box 1280, Radio City Station, New York, New York, 10101. So what about Don Ho? Oh, that was just a gimmick. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s. We are discussing streaming. Now, Toscano and I are on a heavy uh, uh, rock'em sock'em robot discussion on streaming radio. And uh, I will, uh, as Toscano brought up his magnificent points, of course, my brother, right? Yeah, whatever. I love how we whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I was not uh, disrespecting the artist of uh, Madonna or... Duran Duran and the success that they did have. My blame was to the corporations that ran music that held them captive to look sexy, which became the format and the forefront of what music was to be to make it in the industry and make money and what everybody wanted because everybody looked really freaking sexy. After that, it's been trickled down and the talent is less as it was prior to them, but everybody looks sexy. That's where radio has gone wrong. Music has gone wrong. We've lost the true essence and the substance of true uh, music and what that vibe and that connection is to what people look like. That's all I was saying, my brother. All right. You heard it from the mouth of the wizard himself. <laughs> you jerk. This has been Back to the <laughs> 80s Radio. I want to thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back next Friday with a lot more. We may even go into a part two on this discussion. I don't oh, know. Yeah. It depends on how hard I want to beat down on metal music. Anyway, oh, you st- <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Toscato from Toscato and Chang. We just want to thank you for joining us Listen. and giving us your time. Uh, once again, have a great week, a safe one. And wherever you are, think about the people that are fighting in Ukraine and even the ones that are fighting in Russia. There's a lot of people that are losing their life who have nothing to do with all of this. So on behalf of myself, I just want to wish you a great week. God bless.
All right, everybody, before I release you to another Changtastic weekend, me and Toscano had a knockdown drag out. Oh, it was a great a rock'em sock'em robot game. Remember that that game, brother, when we were young? I do. The yeah. rock'em sock'em robots. Yep, That's rock what we we're going yeah. through tonight, huh? It was great. <laughs> he he's he's really strong in his jiu-jitsu tonight. And uh for those of us that uh, can only see him through my eyes. He looks sexy. He looks like he's trim. But I'm also wearing my Kung Fu Sansu. And I'm also wearing sunglasses at Don't night. You. And he's wearing like Corey sunglasses Hart. at night. Yes. <laughs> he's Corey Hart for some reason. <laughs> so I release you into the next week. I bid you all to remember stay lifted and gifted. Tomorrow is not promised. No, it's not. Go out there and stand up for something bigger than yourself. Stand up for your brother or your sister next to you. And always remember, do not let anything get you down. For negativity is not the way to prosperity. Only unity with a smile is that way. So I bid you all an adios. Arrivederci. Hasta mañana. Hasta la vista. Hasta luego. Sayonara. Arigato. And to all my... Surf cats later, bro, and all my valley dolls later, dude. And to all my homies that are in the Vario Toscano that may think your coconut is said, I bid you an all. Oh, ho, 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 ho,